0: My name's Will DeFries, and this is a Sunday Scaries podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. If you had to rank the weekends where you feel the worst about yourself on Sunday, you've got the staples. Long weekends like Memorial Day and Labor Day, Fourth of July, the Sunday following Thanksgiving break, and of course, bachelor parties. A few episodes ago, my wife, Sally, joined me to discuss bachelorette parties. But given that I've only been on a few bachelor parties in my lifetime, I thought I'd bring someone in whose literal job it is to make sure your bachelor party goes off without a hitch. Our guest this week from the Batch app, Madison Vessels. Madison, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So like I said, your life is literally trying to help people have fun on the bachelor and bachelorette parties that they're going on. Can you explain uh, what the Batch app does and kind of your role and just your kind of general view of bachelor and bachelorette parties?
1: Definitely. And yes, it's quite the job. Pretty fun. Um, But basically what Batch is, it's a mobile app for groups who are planning bachelor or bachelorette parties and don't really know where to begin. Um, So say I'm the maid of honor and I'm planning the party for the whole group. I would create a party on the app. I would invite the entire wedding crew to download this app Um, and from there you can have a shared itinerary where you can browse and book different experiences um, in whatever city you're going to. You can have a group chat where there's different polling features so you can find dates that work best for everyone, cities that people want to go to, and then any other experiences that people are interested in. And then another feature we have on there which is popular is an expense tracker. So right now it's basically just acts as a ledger to keep track of everything from the house rental charges to the bar tab when you're actually at your location. Um, So it's kind of a one-stop shop for group travel, you know, as a whole, but specific to bachelor bachelorettes.
0: So it pretty much solves every problem that I, I feel like uh, a lot of the times on bachelorette parties, you know, the maid of honor usually has a handle on some of this stuff. And this app would obviously help that. But I feel like when it comes to guys, guys are really terrible planners. And I've been made aware of this by my wife, who plans pretty much everything for us. What's like the one thing that or I guess numerous things that the best man needs to have a handle on that usually kind of falls short that they can improve upon?
1: Well, I would say actually making reservations is huge. I think a lot of guys, at least as far as what we see, differ from some of the bachelorettes we have on the app who are extreme planners. And there's multiple planners as part of a party. Um, So things are completely solidified weeks in advance, months in advance. Um, With guys, I think they usually, as soon as they find the destination. Um, They just kind of sit back and they're more casual about what happens next. Um, So I think two key things. One, finding the place you're going to stay once you have that destination, making sure it's in a convenient area. If you want to be closer to the bar scene or if you're going to a destination that has a lakes or beach, you're semi-close to those. Um, And then second, actually making reservations instead of just kind of going into it and not really having a set plan. Um, So if you are going to Austin and you want to be on 6th or rainy, actually having reservations so you can feed people and make sure everyone's staying safe, um, but also a general idea of what are the cool spots to go to.
0: I I can speak for myself that when it comes to planning these types of things, I normally end up thinking to myself like, oh, we're just going to wing it, like trying to corral all these guys. Like, what's the point in that? And then you get somewhere and you realize like, oh, these people need to be corralled. That's a bunch of drunk people on a trip together who haven't seen each other in a long time. And if anything, they need direction more than than really anything.
1: Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's like hurting cats. And I I think also there's certain dynamics that come with a bachelor or bachelorette group that can make things a little bit more challenging. So if you have the younger brother of the groom who's planning the party, this might be their first bachelor party they've ever attended. And they might not even know where to begin or what to do. Um, But then it's also thinking about, all right, we have cousin Larry that's also coming, a childhood friend that's also coming, college friend, and then maybe a parent. Um, So it's trying to figure out different experiences that kind of can fit with everyone, but also still making the groom a priority and figuring out what they like best.
0: There's so many questions that come to mind when you bring up those things, like uh, when it comes to having the random people, like you might have like eight college friends and two high school friends and trying to get them all on the same page is nearly impossible. Uh, When it comes to the initial planning, I feel like with guys, it always just kind of starts off with like, a, an email to 20 people that's like, all right, what dates can you guys do? And then all of a sudden you can just get absolutely buried when it comes to, you know, trying to figure out what actual dates there are. And someone can set up like a Google survey, but then I, I feel like it's still just like the, the actual planning aspect just isn't there. When it comes to initial planning, like logistics, when it comes to money, hotels, Airbnbs, whatever it may be, or restaurants and reservations, do you have any tips for trying to ease the pain for the person planning or just maybe, maybe not biting off more than they can chew when they first originally start doing this?
1: Yeah, I would say if you don't know anything about a city you're going to, maybe just ask around, see who's gone there before, whether they're in the group or just another friend that you have and figuring out, okay, where are the cool places to stay? What are the cool things to do? Um, Initial planning, I think the first two main things you should do is just figure out your dates and the city you're going to or any location and then the home. And then the rest can kind of just fall into place from there. Um, But again, if you have a younger brother planning a party, maybe they can rely or look to somebody else in the group um, that can kind of just jump in and take initiative on actually drilling down the plans. Um, And then second to that, I would say figuring out a budget that everyone can agree upon, because that gets tricky. Obviously, some people are willing to spend or like fall out a little bit more than others. Uh, so making sure that everyone kind of knows what they're getting into and is happy with it.
0: Something I've really enjoyed on the batch apps uh, Instagram lately is all the polls that you guys do in your stories. And some of the times, I mean, some of the times I can identify pretty well with them. Sometimes it's more at party uh, involved. When it comes to like paying for the groom, who is supposed to pay for the groom? Is he supposed to pay his own way or are you supposed to cover certain costs for the groom? What have you found in terms of just general rules for that? Uh, What rules are there for when it comes to the finances behind the groom?
1: It's kind of a mixed bag. I would say for the most part, I think the group ends up covering a lot of the expenses for the groom. But I don't think the groom is off scot-free entirely. I think they still contribute maybe to the home rental. They obviously are buying their own flights. Mm -hmm. Um, But then maybe when it comes to some of the activities you're doing, I think the group can comp some of those. So that way they can kind of sit back and relax because it's their special time.
0: Yeah, so I, I didn't get to end up take my taking my bachelor party because it was – we pushed our wedding up because we got tired of planning a big wedding. And so I was like, whatever, I'll just do my bachelor party after and just do a retroactive one. Well, it turns out that my wedding was about a week before the entire nation shut down for COVID. And so I never actually got to take mine. And I was going to go to Lake Tahoe. Um, what I found is that Lake Tahoe, in order to get from Austin to Lake Tahoe, you have to take two flights. And that was kind of a deal breaker for me once I realized that because I really didn't want to have – a return leg with a layover. It was like worst case scenario for me. I don't want to have something go wrong on the layover. Uh, and so now I started thinking, OK, I, I need a new city to go to when I can actually go do this. If you had to make a list of top five bachelor party destinations, what does that list look like? And then if you have any non-cliche ones that come to mind, I would also like to know those as well.
1: This is, this is a great question. This is tough. And I think they, they differ for guys and girls. Um, but for top five bachelor destinations, Um, which are kind of the stereotypical, I would say Miami, Vegas, Mm -hmm. San Diego, Scottsdale, and then Park City. Um, Park City, really? Some of those non-cliché, I think um, Lake Tahoe fits in that, maybe a lake bachelor party, um, or Michigan, um, Vermont. Also, Chicago has become a lot more popular lately, because if you go in the summer, you still have the lakes, but you also have the city feel. Um, and then something else that's international would be something like a Montreal. Um, I think with when it comes to planning a bachelor party, it's a lot more helpful when it when you go, come to the planning process and figuring out what you're going to do in these places if you tie it to an event. So if you go to Scottsdale and you're really into golf, maybe you tie it to the Waste Management Golf Tournament. That way you can have a few days kind of taken care of and then the only other thing you need to figure out is how you're going to feed people Um, or nashville they're having there's a grand prix in nashville this year in august which could be really fun to tie something to or something like a music festival like coachella or going to the kentucky derby uh where there's where there's just more to do in those places you don't have to worry about kind of figuring out the full itinerary
0: Have you been on any group trips or bachelorette parties lately that you think might work for some guys that are looking for maybe not your typical Miami or Vegas kind of thing?
1: Hmm... In
0: those locations? Uh, any location. We did one in Los Angeles with some friends. We were originally going to do San Diego and kind of make it into a golf trip, but a, an injury sidelined a couple people on the trip, and we decided, you know what, maybe we want everyone to be included, so let's go to Los Angeles, and we just did that, hung out at the beach, played volleyball, and then just went to bars and restaurants the entire time. It ended up being great. And so, I don't know, anything that might come to mind would be, just be uh, a nice little recommendation for people.
1: Yeah, I think those are pretty easy. The reason I I put Park City on here um, is because I think it's a really fun place to go for a guy's trip or a girl's trip in the summer or in the winter. And I think even if not everybody skis, there's still something for everyone. So the town is so great. There's really cool bars and restaurants, um, great hiking, but also great skiing. Um, So I think even if the group doesn't know how to ski or snowboard, you can do really anything. And then similarly with Scottsdale, I'm actually heading there on Sunday, um, for work, but you can, you can also do anything. If people are into golf, they can easily do that, but maybe the group can separate and do ATVing one day instead. Um, but also old town has such a great nightlife scene. And then for, for girls too, and, or guys, there's great spas. So- you can get a little bit pampered as well
0: see i think i would like the spa aspect of it i think i just might need buy-in from the other guys on the trip before,
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: before we get into some more questions, let's hear from this week's sponsor, Honey. We all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones that it finds to your cart. It supports over 30,000 stores online and they range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery Imagine that you're shopping at one of your favorite sites, and when you check out, the Honey button just drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons, and it can find it pretty much anything for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you can just watch the prices drop. I actually used it this morning. I was buying some new folding butterfly chairs for my patio, and I went online, and I I saved about $80 in total on them, and I could not be happier. Uh, I also saved a bunch of money when I was buying my tuxedo from J. Crew for my wedding, and it made a lot of a difference when it came to spending money in my budget to have those promo codes just sent right to me. They've got over 17 million members and over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I'd never recommend something that I don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash that's joinhoneycom scaries. Okay. Next question. Uh, sometimes guys don't really think through all the details. What are some easy things they can do to show that they actually planned ahead instead of just like sending everyone to a house and saying, all right, go from there.
1: The grocery shopping and the run, I think whether you're getting booze delivered to the house or you're just buying eggs for the next morning or the hungover, or late night snacks that are in the freezer. I think those are huge and something that goes a long way that people tend to forget. But obviously the the whole alcohol part is someone's always gonna either do a booze run, um, but if you have it in advance and you can get it delivered, I think that's a plus.
0: I've never thought about having it delivered. I've always kind of enjoyed the, the initial run in the beginning of a party, like a bachelor party, just being like, all right, let's go to the store and get stuff. But then you get there and you're like, wait, how much do we need? And then you have to think about it all on the fly. And then you end up coming home with like, like, I don't know, like 400 beers, two fifths of something like vodka or something. And you're just like, wait, we completely underestimated what people are going to be drinking.
1: Always an underestimate. (laughs) I think people go through things faster than they think, especially I think when the energy is so high and you're first getting somewhere, if you're buying a tequila or a vodka people are going to start taking shots and then it's going to be gone. Um, But the same goes for for beer, too. If you're playing drinking games, I think it goes by a lot lot quicker than you would anticipate.
0: I feel like this always happens on bachelor parties with my friends, because when everyone gets together, they're just kind of hyped up and all excited to see each other. And I feel like something that happens is that, like, if one person makes a cocktail that's kind of different than everybody else, all of a sudden everyone wants to get on the train. And if you don't have enough of those supplies from the store, it's like, well, we're going back to the store in about 10 minutes.
1: Oh, always. And if you're, if you're making margaritas, maybe just buy lime juice. You don't need to worry about squeezing the limes one by one. If everybody wants that drink.
0: Hypothetically speaking, if you could plan your, if you, if you were a guy and you were planning your own bachelor party, what would you plan?
1: Hmm. I would, if I was a guy, I think I would go to Jackson hole. Um, I think it's a super low-key spot. Obviously, it gets pricey, so you'd have to figure out the best time to go. That's not peak season. Um, But I think it's fun enough where there are great bars in in the town and in the village, Um, and then there's also just great skiing. And again, if if someone in the group or multiple people in the group don't know how to ski, you can do a day of snowmobiling, or they could hang in the town and, and walk around or find another activity to do. There's also fun sledding hills that you can do too. Um, so I, I really think you can find something for everyone. And you can I'm, you can keep it low key while having still a really good time. And I think the groom would have fun and the whole group would too.
0: See, I've actually only been to Jackson Hole once, and it was in the middle of summer. And so I was like, yeah, I don't really know if this is going to be that great. I, th- I was a little worried that it was going to be kind of boring because there's not the ski culture and, the, and just the general skiing and everything. And I ended up having an absolute blast while we were there, and I 100% want to go back, and I just haven't made it happen yet. But now that you say that, I'm like, huh, should we pivot from from Lake Tahoe to Jackson Hole? It it seems like a very good idea.
1: Maybe. Well, it's also a really young town. So many post-college grads move out there and then just stay out there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people love it, and for a good reason.
0: So I'm sure that working for the Batch app, you have several uh, stories that might come to mind when it comes to certain things going wrong—not because of the app necessarily, but be just because you know sometimes things go off the rails. Do you have any funny stories that come to mind when thinking about you know people that have planned through through your app?
1: There are many. We've kind of seen it all um, between people getting lost or parents being on a trip where things get a little bit awkward or people needing to break into their house if they forget their keys. Um, one story in particular, it's not from a bachelor party, but it's a, it's a group travel story. Um, so, And I actually was part of this, and it was quite the situation. <laughs> uh, we were all taking a big friend group trip to Cabo and booked a house, and it looked incredible, but leading up to the trip, the guy who we rented the property from switched us to another house that said was even better. So we were like, great, this sounds incredible. He kind of started getting a little bit distant leading up to the trip and was never sending us photos of the actual house itself, only the view from the house. Um, So one thing led to another and we show up and what was supposed to be this incredible house was essentially just a construction site great views
0: fun fun views.
1: <laughs> but it was just the framing of, and shell of a house um so we were trying to navigate between language barriers to contact the person we rented from figure out where we were going to sleep that night um and as it started getting darker and the sun was setting we just felt pretty doomed um ended up being great we were switched to another house, but it was a few hours of just this feeling of dread about what we were going to do next, and I think being in a foreign country kind of adds to that element, Um, but I think, you know, anywhere you travel internationally, there's always going to be some sort of language barrier or kind of difference in typical booking processes, but it ended up being great. We had to find vans and transportation that would take us down to this other house that we were renting and ended up being in a similar area but at first it was pretty scary pretty scary
0: that's like I mean it's not worst worst case scenario but it's definitely like okay I guess we're starting this entire trip with uh front loading a bunch of stress right when we get there when everyone should be getting excited cracking beers and making cocktails so I that sounds pretty miserable
1: And something that we had done before we got to the actual house itself is we kind of divided and conquered. So some people went to go pick up booze and groceries. So they came to the construction site, luckily with some booze, so we could (laughs) take the edge off. So I'm glad we had that. But, Well,
0: here's a question. I didn't prep you for this one, but I think you probably have a pretty good answer for it. Uh, My wife has instilled in me the need to leave every single group trip or bachelor party as soon as possible on Sunday morning. If I can get on the 6 a.m. flight, she's like, get on that 6 a.m. flight so that you can be home by noon and just lay in bed all day and not have to worry about anything, any delays. What is your post-long weekend recovery look like for you?
1: Ooh, post-long weekend. And actually, it's funny you bring this up because I laughed when you were doing the podcast with Sally about how you leave first thing in the morning so you can avoid cleanup crew. Yes. From a planner and maid of honor or groom or groom's perspective that's kind of helpful because if people are lingering around the last day you feel like you need to entertain them and do things for them and with them and you don't want to bring the mood down by just cleaning up so honestly it's pretty it's a pretty smart move on your end Um, but my my routine when I get back I think I'm I'm thinking about what I'm going to order for dinner that night and it's likely going to be something indulgent, like a pasta or maybe pizza. And I'll, I try to go to bed as early as possible.
0: The last bachelor party that I went on, we actually, I, I left for the airport at 6 a.m. Uh, I got on the flight and somebody had taken my seat on the flight and I had a bulkhead seat. And I was like, I really, like, I was really looking forward to having that, like, leg room. And so the the flight attendant told me, she's like, well, I think this person's not showing up for their first class seat. So if you want to sit in first class uh, right when we take off, you can absolutely do that. And she could tell that I was pretty rattled by everything because I was hungover and you know, it was a long weekend of drinking and stuff and she just immediately handed me like the stiffest mimosa I'd ever had. And I was just like, you just saved so much stress from my life by upgrading me to first class, giving me a mimosa and then I got like this little breakfast pack and I could not have been happier the entire time. And when I finally got home at noon that day, I was like, oh, I'm in heaven. Like I I don't have to worry about anything. I didn't have to clean anything. And I know that's kind of a trash move sometimes. But I, it was just a really good feeling uh, feeling at the time.
1: That is the biggest power move I've ever heard. <laughs> I feel like that does not happen to everyone else. I think there's horror stories of the travel on the way back from a party that people never <laughs> anticipate. And they're at low points.
0: It's terrible. Uh, do you want to do a little lightning round real quick? Let's do it. All right. Vegas or Miami? Miami. Why Miami?
1: Vegas is a lot. I think Miami, you can still have the same Vegas vibe of the whole nightlife scene, but you're by the water, which I appreciate. Austin or Nashville? Austin, because everybody else is going to Nashville.
0: I was going to say so. I've only been to Nashville once, and it was for a wedding, and so I didn't really get the full Nashville experience. We had the rehearsal dinner. We had what I like, you know, th- we got to day drink a little bit, get some Hattie Bees but I am not really too familiar with Nashville, but I've always just thought of Nashville and Austin kind of being on the same level. So it's like, well, if you can do one, that's more convenient, just go do that
1: one. I know. Well, what I like about Austin is you have the lakes so you can do a boat day. Mm-hmm. Nashville is insane. If, if we, if you were to put a camera on Broadway just for this weekend, The entire streets would be flooded with bachelor and bachelorette parties, which I think makes it fun because you can meet people um, and everyone's just equally on the same page of outrageousness. But Austin, I think, still has the fun bar scenes on the streets and it's a little bit more low key.
0: Uh, Austin's got a good reputation for being pretty low key unless you're on like Dirty Sixth or something. Uh, the next one was sup- supposed to be golf trip or ski trip, but I'm going to pivot and get make this more general. I'm just going to say summer bachelorette party or winter bachelorette party.
1: Summer. I think summer. There's more. There's just more to do outside.
0: I think skiing always sounds like a good idea, but I've heard I've heard stories from people when they go skiing that they're so spent at the end of the day of skiing that they don't really feel like going out and doing stuff afterwards because they're just exhausted. Or if they do go do that, then they're too tired the next day to go like actually enjoy the skiing, whether you're in like uh, Breckenridge or somewhere like Jackson Hole or something like that. And so I've always kind of gravitated, you know, let's go the nicer weather route as opposed to snow.
1: I think it's a way safer bet too because. If you have a snowstorm and everyone gets stuck, then you need to figure out, as far as the planner goes, you need to figure out what to do with everyone. Miserable. Uh, Hotel or house? I would say house, but it depends on the group size and it also depends on where you're going. So Vegas and Miami, I would say hotel. And then anywhere else generally, I would say a house is nice. But you know, having the perks of a hotel, is not too bad so there's something to be said about that
0: we're going to i'm going to one in new orleans uh in august this year and it's my first time going to new orleans and staying in a hotel and i cannot wait to just stay in a nice hotel and not have to worry about anything when i'm feeling hungover tired or whatever and just go back and crash into a nice perfectly made bed the entire time
1: it's the best feeling ever and something that you and sally touched on on your bachelorette episode is if you're in a hotel, you don't have to wake up to the mess in the kitchen with drinks everywhere the next day and then worry about cleaning that. <laughs>
0: it's, ugh, it's just the most miserable part. And yeah, if you can get away with just staying in a hotel, I think I'm going to do that most of the time unless there's a good house situation involved. Uh, and the final exactly. one for this, Oh, what were you saying? Scottsdale
1: has, I was gonna say Scottsdale has incredible properties and houses that are relatively affordable, but so big with pools. So in in that type of setting, house.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And then the final one for the lightning round, what's the perfect number of people on a bachelor party?
1: Ooh, I would say 10 and under because reservations are a pain, not only for restaurants, but also figuring out transportation. If it's Fifteen to twenty-person group, which exists. We had a group on the app that was fifty people um, because it was a party that was taking place in the city that they lived in, so a lot of people could get to it, and it was also before a wedding. But when it comes to fifty people, that's a small wedding in itself. So yeah, trying seriously. to manage all of that is impossible.
0: Oh, 50 people. That's, that's, that's giving me a headache just thinking about it. I think the biggest one I've ever been on was like 14 people. And, and even then we are like, oh man, this is, this is still getting to be a lot when it comes to transportation and stuff like that. Even reservations was like 14 is a lot different than 10 when you're trying to make a reservation at a nice like steakhouse or something.
1: Yeah. You're immediately kicked off to the events manager and then have to figure out. The pre- preset menus and then the price automatically increases. So then everyone has to be on board for that too.
0: Ugh. Well, before we get into our next questions, let's hear from Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone just like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive device that releases your deepest muscle tension. You use a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 gut doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just stresses of daily life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. It has an OLED screen and a design that makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. I use my Theragun All the time, almost every day of the week, whether I'm working out, which I have terrible form on my Peloton, so I always need something on my back to kind of ease that tension. Or if I just kind of feel like, you know, getting the feeling of having a massage, I just ask my wife to do it up and down my back and all of a sudden I feel like I I went to a spa for a little bit. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers, and most of all, me. Uh, try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com theraguncom scarys. Do you mind if I ask you some trademark Sunday questions that have nothing to do with bachelor or bachelorette parties?
1: Absolutely. Let's get into it.
0: What is your ideal Sunday outfit?
1: Oh, I am in a full sweatsuit. I think my collection of sweatpants and sweatshirts has grown exponentially this past year. Um, I've dabbled with the tie dye trends, the matching aviator nation sets. Um, but if it's summer, then ideal Sunday would be on a beach somewhere.
0: I like that. I mean, I, I, I very much enjoyed the trend, especially during quarantine of just having like, you know, the the monochromatic sweatsuits the entire time. I think I wore black on black for about like three straight months without seeing anybody. And it was like my favorite time of like of getting dressed ever.
1: Oh, it was a COVID prerequisite when it came to what you were wearing every day. It was it's great. great. <laughs> How do you take your coffee? Well, lately I've been getting into chaga chinos. Have you heard of those? No. Please explain what a chaga chino is. <laughs> so chaga is a type of mushroom, and basically it's believed to have all of these different like health benefits and properties. But you mix it with a milk and then also coffee, so it's caffeinated. Um, but it adds a it adds a really good different flavor, um, and I found it helps me with focus and energy. I don't know if I'm just like wanting it to help me with that. Um, but I've loved it so far. I mean, and then otherwise just regular cappuccino. I like oat milk. Uh,
0: everyone likes a little bit of oat milk once in a while. I mean, even if, even if you're just willing it to give you more focus and energy, that's good enough. As long as it works. Exactly. How do you take your eggs?
1: Over easy, but I also love a good
0: scramble. I like a good soft scramble, but I I'm kind of an over medium guy. So I'll, but I'll pretty much do anything at this point. Do you have any go-to Sunday movies that you toss on when you're just too lazy to find something on the television?
1: Well, (laughs) I have a guilty pleasure for uh, trash reality television. So not a movie, but go-to Love Island. Um, If I were to choose a movie, I would say Blue Crush.
0: Oh, see, I like the tropical vibes that you're getting. I I hesitate to admit this because I'm not very proud of it, but we have – We've watched almost every season of Love Island UK and because we're kind of zombie mode at home with our with our baby, we've recently restarted watching Love Island UK season five because we were just so bored and we're like, let's get something brainless with a cast that we know that we like. And so we're just hanging out with Tommy and Molly Mae the entire time. It's wonderful.
1: Oh, that's the best season. I've watched it three times. It's great. <laughs> and sometimes I find myself speaking in a British accent when nobody asks it's an issue
0: well yeah when you, before we started recording today you described your uh wi-fi as being dodgy and i was like okay that, that has major love island vibes
1: things like that i don't even realize i say it's I an know.
0: issue <laughs> i know we say like crack on or like i always make jokes like let's go have a chat on the day bed and everyone's like what are you even talking about
1: Banter has become part of my everyday vocabulary. It has well. to.
0: I, someone said first team all banter when referring to somebody on Love Island one time. And I I loved the term first team all banter. And now I just use it behind people's backs when I'm like, okay, that guy's cool. He's first team all banter. Unreal. Uh, wh- if we opened your refrigerator right now, what would we find?
1: Ooh, other than a few different types of hot sauces, I would say you'll probably find some produce that I'm trying to get rid of before it expires that maybe I bought the week before and it's just, you know, sat in my drawer. So I would say those two things.
0: That's, that seems like par for the course these days. Uh, next
1: one, what is your weekly iPhone screen time looking like? This is a dangerous question and I'm trying to get better. I would say, I actually looked right before this and I'm on the five to six hour a day.
0: The last two weeks I've had my my screen time weighing in at four minutes and fifty nine minutes or sorry, four hours and fifty nine minutes and then four hours and fifty six minutes and I'm like, Will, do not get into the five territory. You've worked way too hard to get your screen time down and now you're you're treading close to where you were before.
1: Fives is dangerous and I blame all of the addictive social media apps for that issue.
0: It's, it's just been terrible lately. I've just been doing everything on my phone and I need, I, at one point I was down to an hour 15 every day and I felt like I was the happiest I've ever been. And now I'm just back in the fives and it's just dangerous.
1: That's very impressive. I know I need to work, work on mine. I'm a little embarrassed.
0: What's on your bedside
1: table. Ooh, always, I always have a candle and then always have some form of a chapstick it's
0: a must. Oh, see, that makes sense. I guess my I don't really use chapstick all that often. But uh, if I had a dollar for every single time that my wife said, like, where's my chapstick? I'd be like, eh, okay, I'm I'm officially rich now.
1: At this point, I have, I have lip balm or chapstick in every everywhere. It's on my bedside table. I have a few in my bag, a few that I just carry with me. <laughs> you never know.
0: Yeah, you have to have them just floating around. So you don't have to look for them. Uh, this is one that I didn't have on the list before, but because your Instagram game is so strong, I have to ask, what's your Instagram editing method? <laughs> wow. Me personally or the batch Instagram? I think you personally. Uh, Brett and I have a we, – we have a running joke. It's just like, gosh, her photos just look so so
1: clean and good looking. It's It doesn't make sense. That is too funny. Um, I use just the photo editing that they have on there, but lately – um, I recently downloaded an app called Tezza, T E Z Z A, and it allows you to put different filters on photos. So maybe, maybe that's where my game's been stepping up lately. But all credit to that app. I might need to try out Tezza now.
0: And and uh, Chagachinos. I think those are the two things that I, I've learned the most throughout this.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I could change. I'm glad I could change your life in some way.
0: And then the final question: What does your ideal Sunday consist of?
1: ordering good comfort food and also just trying not to think about how much work I have the week ahead. So spending time with friends and family to kind of distract my mind. Um, But lately I've been getting into just going on walks to clear my head and I think that's a good reset before the next week starts.
0: I love it. Sounds like a pretty relaxing Sunday to me. Well, Madison, thank you so much for joining us. If there's anything else you'd like to say or promote, uh, now's the time to do it.
1: Thank you for having me. Yeah, I would just want to say, uh, if you're having a hard time planning, check out the app. Uh, you can find it in both the Apple Store, um, the iTunes Store, but then also the Android Google Play Store. Um, the, our 2 coders are absolutely incredible. They're Mike and Greg, who kind of just saw this void in a marketplace when it came specifically to group travel. I think there are so many different platforms and services out there that help couples plan their weddings, um, but nothing that used technology to help this whole entire group travel industry. So check it out. There's a lot of cool experiences on there. We're about to launch um, home rentals, which we're calling Batch Houses. Um, So you can book a home on the app that is specific to groups like this. So we're basically partnering with property managers that allow bachelor and bachelorette parties to rent them out. So check it out. A lot of cool things coming.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter, at Sunday Scaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Will And remember, always trim the wicks your scented candles. See you next Sunday.